Hello, everybody. Wise up. Anthony Romeo here. One wise man. Instagram can be found in one wise man Instagram account. Anthony Romeo, wisecomponents.com. I have a special treat for everybody today. Hold your applause, please. But we have John Bellastracci. John Bellastracci hails from Sumitomo Electric Light Wave. Everybody, Hold the applause, please. No more. Can't take it. John, thank you for joining us today. We're going to talk to you in a little bit about the ABCs of ABF. Um, as many of you uh, continue to listen, we greatly appreciate it. We can be found on Spotify, Apple iTunes, and Anchor. Uh, those uh, their streaming services uh, also find Wise Up. Um, what we're doing, what we're bringing to the table is learning about layer one infrastructure and the importance and how it plays into the IOT, the internet of things, AI, um, your smart buildings and all the different verticals out there. So we're today we're talking with John Bellastracci of Sumitomo um, specifically about airblown fiber. As I talked about before, ABCs of ABF. Airblown fiber, for those of you who don't know, is allowing um, for future uh, integrations and uh, John's going to go into great lengths and detail and uh, not try to put you to sleep but educate you all on all the different verticals from retail space to healthcare institutions and why the benefits whether it be safety or operational expenditures or capital expenditures ABF has a lot of benefits and Sumitomo is a very very impressive company, and they have invested heavily in this airborne fiber technology. So, without further ado, please welcome John Bellastracci. Thank you, Anthony. Thanks for having me on today. You're welcome, John. So, John, uh, just quickly, if you could uh, tell our listeners, you know, you're at Sumitomo now, but you have a long industry career working in manufacturing as a contractor and, uh, you know, other verticals within the um, IT uh, infrastructure. Could you tell us a little bit about where you're coming from? Yeah, I've got about 25 years plus of contracting uh, experience combined with uh, manufacturing experience. Uh, I've, I've worked for IBEWs, I've worked for CWAs over the years. Uh, spent some time at, uh, a long amount of time at CompScope. All right. So, so, so coming from a contractor's perspective into the manufacturing world, you can truly see the benefits of what ABFs bring into not only the end user in the various verticals, as I mentioned, transportation, retail, healthcare, but from an inst installation, I, I would think that you, you see the takeaways as well. We're, uh, we're probably one of the only few manufacturers uh, from inception, which is, you know, engineering uh, through supply chain, Mm -hmm. working through distribution and, and stocking some materials uh, around in the marketplace today. My, my, my own experience uh, with contracting has helped me greatly, especially with, with these uh, type projects. We are able to 
work with contractors. We are able to uh, work on not to exceed estimates of materials and discuss uh, productive labor, non-productive labor, labor rates, what it takes to put in a system, uh, be it the entire system on a whole, as a whole or piece by piece. And then of course, uh, actually blowing the fiber and client retention, which I think is very important in today's world for the entire uh, chain of everyone we speak about, especially contractors. Uh, right. you know, when I was a contractor, we had accounts. We maintained um, those accounts and we would get called back. You know, in today's world, it's a little bit different and uh, client retention is very, very important both for contractors and engineers. Yeah. So, and Sumitomo, the only thing that they make is airborne fiber, right? No. Uh, Sumitomo is... Uh, they just, they're a new kid on the block, right? 138 years of Sumitomo is... 100, 138 years? Wow. 138 years Sumitomo, electromechanical. They are the tires on your car today. They are the harnesses underneath the hood of your car today. I work for the uh, telecommunications infrastructure division. We are... One of the five companies in the entire world that draw glass, uh, as you all know, it's uh, Coarse Corning, OFS, Draca Prismium, uh, um, and uh, us, uh, AFL, I should say, I'm sorry, and of course, Sumitomo. Sumitomo actually draws glass. Wow. And in this business on the carrier side, since the uh, late 70s, early 80s, uh, and have since come over to the enterprise side uh, in total. That's why we're here speaking partially today with this system. The Airblown Fiber System is called Future Flex. We, uh, we started this in the States 30 years ago. To date, have zero end-of-life uh, uh, projects or customers with the Airblown Fiber System. So this is not a new solution out there. This is just something that uh, has taken a little time to, to, to get some traction um, with all the different verticals because we've, we've seen it in, as I said, retail, healthcare, transportation, uh, broadcasting, and commercial real estate, um, government Airport, entities. Airports, yeah. Yeah, those. Treatment, um, nuclear plants, transit, mass transit. It's it's been around. It's a very small portion of right. the overall market because it's different. Right. Uh, part of it is is you know we we uh, we train our people, we license our people because Sumitomo backs this solution for twenty five years and backs whatever licensed installer that they that wins that work. Uh, provides. So talk to me about the, the process. So I'm going to get airborne fiber tomorrow and I'm going to just install it, right? Easy peasy. Um, maybe with a, another, because there's a few other solutions you can, but not with us. Okay. So like, what, what is the process? How do, we, how do we go about that? Training, licensing okay. through Sumitomo directly. Okay. And then uh, the equipment that you need to blow the fiber with is not a major uh, cost to you. We, we lease you the equipment at a very reasonable cost, and that's leased and maintained right through Sumitomo themselves. Oh, that's so good. You're, you're calibrating that, that and you're ensuring that it, that stays uh, well-maintained and it's not just sitting in the closet somewhere. 
Correct, correct. There's, there's all kinds of, of, of uh, counters and everything on, the, on this equipment, but at the end of the day, it also ensures the client that the people who are putting in the system know exactly how to, and it's warranted backed by the big course symptoma. No, that's, that, that's really good to understand. And, and being that, you know, we've talked about all the different verticals. Um, one of them that come to mind right now uh, is close to everybody's mind is healthcare. It's, it's truly unfortunate what we're all going through and experiencing with this, uh, this outbreak. Um, but talk to us a little bit how this helps in healthcare, not from a cost perspective, but from a safety perspective standpoint that, that what you're seeing with some of the hospitals um, that you have deployed this solution in you're right about the pandemic it's it, it is a shame but I will tell you that even prior to the pandemic uh, hospitals concerned about patient flow about about visitor flow about safety um, you know for the for for the most part and even about uh, taking rooms down, operating rooms down. So basically, if you, if you can understand, uh, everybody understands about a pathway. Um, cable trays a pathway, conduits a pathway. Basically, fiber optic, um, FutureFlex fiber optic system is basically a pathway that we are installing and blowing fiber through individual tubes inside that pathway, okay? Leaving spare tubes at endpoints rather than loading extra fiber for future. We don't know what we're gonna to need tomorrow. We don't know how much we're gonna to need tomorrow. It's totally flexible. Fiber can be blown in, fiber can be blown out. This eliminates patient flow issues once the, once the pathway is in. Once the pathway is in, there's two technicians that go into two different closets, never even know they're there, that can blow 150 feet of fiber in a minute. So about 3,000 feet of fiber with two technicians terminated and tested, fusion spliced, probably about six hours, four to six hours, depending on, on, on the operation. So patient flow, guest flow in the hospital, no more HEPA tents, no cones, no big reels rolling through the hospital, no taking out operating rooms. How much revenue and how important it is not to take an operating room down or during this pandemic, like you mentioned, Anthony, blowing fiber and not being in the way of anybody and everybody adding ICU rooms. Right. Infrastructure is already there. All they have to do is blow to that point what they need once they do a, uh, a complete uh, backbone of pathway. No, that sounds like a, uh, a great safety, you know, precautionary measure that that's uh, allowing the hospital entities uh, to, uh, you know, prior to this uh, outbreak, you know, from a safety standpoint, but from a cost standpoint, I'm sure like how much does a hospital save from a, you know, if you had to go through an imaging center or something like that, you know, if you had to shut it down for the, the amount of days that uh, to pull traditional cables through the ceiling and, and you know, shut down the operation, uh, you know, at the end of the day, the, healthcare community they make a lot of money um and if you have to shut that down here here's a prime example why this is a you know beneficial cost uh cost factor yeah it's uh 
it's not for everybody. So let's let's just start there. Not everybody's just going to go out and do airborne fiber systems. For the most part, it is for uh, in the largest verticals, of course, in the Northeast are healthcare and higher education. The same idea for higher education. We really don't want all this all this uh, disruption on campus, especially when there are students and uh, visitors and everybody else around. Uh, and again, both healthcare and higher education are constantly adding fiber optic to their systems. And as we all know, if we, if some of us have been in the business long enough, how many of those conduits in New York and New Jersey are full of 62.5 that we can't use anymore? So with a system like this, even knowing that everything's going to single mode now that the electronics have become affordable, with a system like this, you know, uh, anything that was even blown in 20 years ago, 62.5 and then moved up to on three, then on four now gets blown out and single mode gets put in. So the basic backbone of the system is, is the actual, uh, or pathway I should say is, is the backbone of the system. And uh, like I said earlier, 30 years of tube cables, as we call them installed into many, many, many different verticals. Uh, we do not have any end of life. So is this going through a conduit or is it, there are some options that you have that are industrial that have uh, offering where you don't, you could just scrap the conduit and go directly with your solution. Utilize. The, uh, the, the tube cables can be installed in existing conduit. Obviously the conduit has to be empty just like any other decent sized cable would need to be or, or separated out. Um, if not, and if there are no conduits or there are no duct banks, even an outside plant for a college and they don't have the money, we actually can direct bury. Uh, we armor tube cables like people buy armored fiber today. We armor the tube cables uh, and, and blow fiber to armored tube cables, which in that case, you only need sleeves and you save a good amount of money because you don't need any conduit. Right. Uh, it's, it's good to know that, you know, we are, we make uh, the tube cables themselves, the jacketing of the tube cables are, are made in any type of fiber, conventional fiber that you can buy today. What I mean there is low smoke, zero halogen, plenum, riser rated, uh, outside plant, aerial. So we have the tube cable system in many size tubes um, to meet the uh, environment that it gets installed in. And with that said, uh, we do blow this fiber point to point. So we do have the lowest dB um, loss uh, system, we feel, and it's been proven uh, overall. And somebody's going to say, well, how can they do that? Well, we hand off different type of tube cables into what we call tube distribution units or, or boxes. Could be a wall mount box, could be a ceiling mount box, could be you know, a box to do a 90 degree turn in a difficult environment. But the actual, if you can visualize a riser rated tube going up a riser, then going across a big plenum ceiling, we'd hand, up, hand off in that corner with that riser and that plenum, come out with a plenum tube, okay? Go across the building and then maybe outside to another building or maybe down below into another building with, with, with an aerial tube. Inside these tube distribution units, we have these 200 PSI connectors. So we're connecting the tubes internally as you would do uh, loops or service loops for anything else. We're doing service loops with the tubes themselves and we're blowing, like I said, through the riser, through the plenum, through the outside plant to the other side to the tune of you know, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 feet with, without any issue, uh, point to point. Uh, it's, and I, I'm 
only going to assume because you're here and you could tell me differently, but are all these products uh, manufactured by Sumitomo and procured by Sumitomo? Well, manufactured by Sumitomo. Sumitomo Electric Lightwave, the division that I work for in Raleigh, North Carolina, is here 30 years. It's a wholly owned American company. These are all USA. We're all American products. It's a it's considered a field installable end-to-end -end solution. It is UL and NECA approved the entire system, meaning any fiber that I sell or that we make from single mode to 62.5, OM2, OM3, OM4, OM5, all the way through any tube that I have has been tested, burned, and all have passed. So it's uh, all the parts and pieces can come together. Uh, we offer site assist, we offer engineering on top of licensing uh, and training uh, contractors. We engineer with the engineers, we offer assistance. And uh, we've been doing this, like I said, in the States, probably the longest for 30 years. Wow. So, and as you pointed out in the beginning of our call, you were saying, you know, 138 years, many divisions of Sumitomo. Um, the information that you were talking about today can be found on www.sumitomoelectric.com, but you could also contact you uh, directly. So um, give me your home address and we'll have everybody go there or your house number. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But honestly, um, on the Sumitomo's website, uh, you have product updates, uh, how-to videos, training, and uh, are you doing any virtual uh, webinars? Um, and if so, because of everything that's going on right now, uh, the whole social distancing, uh, how are you uh, as educating um, and selling these products? How, how are you working with the virtual webinars and what, what are you able to offer uh, to some folks out there? So Sumitomo themselves are, uh, you know, we're, we're very uh, safe company. We're 800 and something days, even in the factory in North Carolina, without an incident. Uh, with that said, with the pandemic, we're basically, uh, all of us on the outskirts are, are shut down. We are not attending face-to-faces, nor would we ask somebody to do that. We're very spread out in the factory, uh, still operating. Um, uh, we are doing webinars. Yes, Anthony, uh, we, could, uh, we could speak to that or they could contact me. We're doing specific webinars with uh, for, for specific projects that are gearing up again right now, you know, like, like Newark Airport, um, which we've done successfully together in uh, American Dream, you know, just a couple of the local big uh, projects we've done just in the New York, New Jersey area. Um, but uh, webinars uh, for just the open market, they could see, get the videos right online at you said, www.sumitomo.com. But when it comes to a specific, let's talk about the materials, the products, does it work for me? Doesn't it work for me? I want to know a little more. They can contact me. And yes, we are doing webinars uh, to the tune of three, four or five a day. Wow. Uh, personally, uh, that would be Tim Ward, my counterpart, uh, and myself along with our reps. And for our listeners, I'll be sure to provide uh, contact details that you can be um, able to contact uh, John for a future webinar uh, product updates, training information, or feel free to reach out to uh, myself. And uh, again, we're talking to John Bellastracci, 
He's a regional manager of Northeast for FutureFlex, uh, Sumitomo Electric Lightwave uh, Division. Um, and John has over 25 years of experience as a contractor, as a manufacturer, and uh, we had him talking today to you all about the ABCs of ABF and Sumitomo, what they're bringing to the table. John, um, I, I really like to thank you again uh, for taking this opportunity. I look forward to uh, seeing you in person eventually uh, after all this is passed. Um, raise a glass. Um, hopefully you and all yours are safe and well. And uh, everybody out there listening, continue to be safe and well. I'm Anthony Romeo. This is Wise Up. And we thank you for listening today to the ABCs of ABF and Sumitomo. So thanks again.